Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft. I'm joined with Jake Jackman today. Uh, you could very much say this is a post-season podcast, if you like, or pre-season regarding uh, the upcoming league campaign. Uh, but I'm going to take you back just a couple of weeks. It seems like a long time ago now, Jake. Uh, but let's just briefly discuss the playoff final. Obviously, Fulham got there in the end uh, with a 2-1 victory. Uh, what were your post-match reaction, mate? Yeah, I think it went the way we thought it was going to go. Uh, we said we thought Fulham were going to win, have the experience and, and get there. Maybe not the way we thought was going to happen. Um, I think we thought there's going to be a few more goals in the game, but often is in the playoff final that there isn't. So um, maybe that shouldn't have been a surprise, but... Um, yeah, I think Fulham deserved it on the day. I probably one of the best Fulham performances I'd seen all season. So they really found peaked at the right time. Whereas Brentford, we talked about their mentality issues when they had chances to get promoted and didn't. Um, so I think we weren't too surprised with how that went. So yeah, congratulations to Fulham as we haven't recorded since then. And uh, commiserations to Brentford. But I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more about Brentford this season. They do seem to feature prominently on this and pretty much any. Anything you read about the EPL, um, the um, EFL, you get a lot of uh, Brentford hype. So I'm sure we'll continue to speak well about them and hopefully they sort out their issues at the, the end of the season and, and have a more successful finish this season. Because I think we'd, we'd love to see them go up. We, we're a big fan of how they do things there, but it just wasn't to be this season. But um, yeah, I can't see them going away anytime soon. I think they'll be up there again. Yeah, definitely. We know that they've got some great players. It's going to be a case of hanging on to those if they can. And, and even if they don't, I'm sure they're going to, you know, get 20, 25 million for a, a couple of those players. And, and that'll keep, you know, keep keep them right up there in, in the league, I'm sure. And, and they will obviously go at it again. Uh, but yeah, I just found it interesting. That I watched the playoff final and, and pretty much what we expected happened, didn't it, Jake? And I know you touched on that, but yeah, we said that it probably wouldn't be a great game. And we just, we talked a lot about game management. And I really thought that, yes, we, we said that Fulham, might just nick it because of that and, and that's what happened I know we said 2-1 to Fulham also we probably thought that would happen in the 90 minutes but uh, yes it was it was pretty much as expected in terms of the playoff final so yeah from me also congratulations to Fulham so into pre-season then shall we say uh, ahead of the next term which is only about three weeks away uh, let's discuss the Premier League teams what got relegated so obviously that's Bournemouth Watford and Norwich how do you feel Jake that these sides will respond to their relegation in the championship next season yeah it's a difficult one getting straight back up from the Premier League um Fulham obviously did it this year through the playoffs um but we haven't seen many teams do it yeah in recent seasons we've seen teams drop down to to League One um as well obviously Wigan have been uh, back down to League One but they 
yo-yo since they got relegated last time with Sunderland down there, Stoke um, were candidates to get there as well. It's difficult. It's it's, it's a difficult season um, to breach after getting relegated, and I imagine it's even more so with what's going on in the world um, at the moment. So if we start with Norwich. I think they they're the ones that were relegated um, first. Um, I think they they should be okay. I think. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see them have a very good season. Um, keep, if they keep Daniel Farquhar, which looks like they are, they obviously have faith in him. They have faith in the process at Norwich. They did really well last time they were in the Championship. They've got a lot of players that know this level. Um, and they didn't go silly in the in the Premier League, so I'm sure their financial situation is quite stable. We've seen a few signings come in. Kieran Dow, good signing, done well at this level before. Um, did really well at Wigan over the second half of last season. Um did well at Nottingham Forest previously to that. He's had a few mixed spells as well. He didn't do too well at Derby, but he's a good player at this level. And I think Norwich would be a team that suits him the way they play. Oliver Skip joining from Spurs on loan, very highly rated young player, been given a few chances at Tottenham, uh, coming down to get more first-team experience. And they seem to find a few players from abroad as well. We know how well Norwich can source the, uh, the German and, and other foreign markets very well. So um, I mean, I'd expect to see them do quite well this season, especially if they keep... Um, players they've got, nobody of note has really left yet. They've still got Buendia, they've still got Puki, they've still got Lewis, uh, who was um, had a bit of interest from Liverpool, but they've signed a left back, so it looks like he won't be going there. And, and Max Aarons as well, they've got a good young squad, so I'd expect them to do well. Don't have too many fears about them. We might see a couple of players leave, but we'll discuss that as and when it happens. I think Bournemouth for an interesting one. We haven't seen them in the Championship for a mm. while. Obviously, quite a small club. Um, not like we'd expect them to bounce straight back up, but they've got a got a good good owner there. They seem to be spent they they spend a bit of money. Um, I think they might be hit quite hard from losing that Premier League revenue. I think it was quite a big part of their revenue, but I think the owner's rich enough to maybe offset that. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Obviously, sold a few players as well. Nathan Ake is gone for quite a, quite a big um, sum of money. I'd expect to see some of the other players go. Maybe Josh King, Callum Wilson might go and bring in some money. Um, and the big talking point there is Eddie Howe. So it's interesting to see if Jason Tindall is, can step up and be a number one and see if he can continue yeah. the good work that Eddie Howe did there. I think there's big doubts at Bournemouth. I wouldn't expect to see them in the top six next season. I think this is going to be a consolidatory season for them, but the sales that they're going to have should offset any sort of financial loss they've had. So it be interesting to see what they do in the market in a positive way. And Watford as well brought in a new head coach, uh, Ivic, um, not much known about him, but not a lot is known about many of the coaches of Watford bring in. Um, <laughs> be Tel Aviv, uh, he's on a one-year contract, so suits him at, at Watford, who makes uh, managerial changes uh, plenty. I think the last time they were in the Championship, they might have had four managers. It was, it was quite a... Quite Maybe a more. Was it five, even? <laughs> yeah, it might have been. I know they had quite a few. So, um, with Watford, I think we're going to see a few players leave there. Um it's quite an experienced squad, that one. So I'm not sure how many would want to drop into the championship. Um, look at Decore's one. We um, should probably be playing in the Premier League or uh, a top flight across Europe. And there's a few others in that squad as well. Ismail Assar has been linked to, to Liverpool and Palace. Jared um, De La Feo, I think, has been linked as well. So I think with a lot of these, it's, it's too early to really judge any of these teams yet because we don't know what their squad's going to look like. But when I think we know the three managers now. So um, 
out of them, I think that Norwich is going to be the most stable out of the three clubs and probably the one that I'd mm. back to have the best season. But um, I've ranted on a little bit about them there, Louise. I don't know if you've had, you have any thoughts to add. Well, you know what? I was just going to ask you a question regarding, you've mentioned the managers and a lot of players there. Yes, a few players will leave, some of the better ones. Um, but I was just wondering, th- those three relegated sides, do you think they're probably the strongest relegated sides um, for quite a while that have come down from the Premier League to the Championship? I'm not sure. Um, probably. Uh, you know, last season it was, it was Cardiff, Fulham and Huddersfield and I think Cardiff were, and Fulham were expected to be up and challenging but I think we expect, you know, we didn't think they were going to be a mismatch at this level whereas if these three clubs did hold on to all their players, maybe they would be quite dominant at the top of the league. They're, they're definitely three strong teams. Um, yeah. there's, there's a case for all of them um, maybe haven't fared better in the Premier League. I think Norwich started really well but sort of run out of steam. I think Bournemouth just came to the end of a cycle with Eddie Howe and were quite unfortunate at the end of the season not to... that they're, they're sort of fight came a little bit too late and Watford were quite unlucky over the course of the season I think um, yeah. and probably should have picked up more points so yeah they're, they're three very good relegated teams but it's just what's going to happen next um, that's always the, the thing with, with teams that come down I think we thought Stoke were really strong when they came down a few seasons ago and it didn't quite click for them mm, we did West yeah. Brom as well We I think we we said at the time they were quite a strong team Um Especially when they added Dwight Gale to that and they had quite a strong season, but they struggled. So um, it's going to be an interesting one. I think that this this summer we might see less transfer business being done in the championship. Um, I think with these clubs, we'll see more outgoings and we will incomings. Um, but then at the rest, that you know, even the likes of you know Brentford, Cardiff, Swansea, Nottingham Forest, I don't think we're going to see a great deal of eye-catching business. I know Forest have brought a couple of players in. Um, Swansea seem to be bringing back players they had on loan already, but there's not mm. been any real eye-catching business. And it might be done by Brentford. I know they've been linked with uh, move for Ivan Tony, but I think if they brought him in, it would probably see Ollie Watkins go. So I don't know if that really improves them that much anyway. So it's going to be an interesting one. I think they're three very strong teams, um, especially Watford and um, Norwich. Just purely the Bournemouth thing is, I just think they're going to lose a lot of players. But I think with Watford and um, Norwich, they might lose a couple, but I think they should keep quite a lot of the players they do have. Um, and w- with Watford, especially, they've got a lot of young players that they haven't been given much of a chance yet in the Premier League. But coming down to this level, I think that we might see a little bit more of them. So that could be quite an exciting team to watch, especially under the new manager. But I don't know a great deal about, but normally Watford do bring in some quite good coaches. I think they were the ones that brought in Jokanovic to English football. Um, yeah, Premier League. We've seen them bringing a few um, good coaches that have gone gone on to manage at a high level elsewhere. So, um, yeah, they're the two that I, I think should be challenging at the top of the table. Got got a few more doubts about Bournemouth. Yeah, I well to be honest, I think Bournemouth will be absolutely fine as well. I know you know Jason Tindall. You could you could say there's question marks over him, and you know I know he was a firm favourite for that job, and you know I, I hope he does really well. Uh, but like Watford, you could say they're in a transition as such. Uh, I know Vladimir Ivic, uh, you mentioned Maccabi Tel Aviv. I know he's won the the league twice there as champions. Um, so he comes with good pedigree, even if it is from the Israeli league. Uh, so yeah, I'd be interested. But I think you know all these teams, it'd be a case of 
hanging on to a few of their better players. They've all got some great players in their squads. Um, and it's also nice to see that Daniel Fark is still in a job, actually, at Norwich, because most clubs have probably sacked him three quarters of the way through last season. But I think once you know that you, you are going down, is there a better man than Daniel Fark in the Championship at the moment? You know, especially at Norwich, probably not. He's, he's done it before. If he manages to keep hold of the players that you mentioned, I've already written them down, but I'm not going to repeat them. But all the players that, you know, remain, um, I think, yeah, Norwich will, Norwich will be very stable and, and should be at least pushing that top six next season also. Let's turn our attentions then, Jake, to the teams that were promoted from League One. So we've got Coventry, Rotherham and Wickham in strange circumstances based on the um, weighted points per game scenario. I know Coventry flew that league and quite rightly went up. The other two um, had to, obviously, like I say, already go through the weighted points and, and Wickham did it via the playoffs. But uh, how do you think these sides will fare um, next season in the Championship? Because as we know, the, the, the Championship is one of the toughest divisions in the world. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for all three of these clubs. I think we haven't seen um, Rotherham. We know what they are in the championship. Um, they come up, they go down, they stay up. A couple of years go down again, come straight back up. It's been quite a cycle with them, so I'm going to be interested to see what they're like this season. Obviously, still got um, um, still the same manager, um, so I'm, I'm happy to that he's still in the job. I think we quite liked him last time. Um, but Warren, he, he did he did a very good job. Um, yeah, and was unlucky not to keep them up. Um, I thought, and when they did go down, um, they had quite a good season the championship they've got quite a few good players um i think they'll probably add a couple but they you know they know what they are rather than they don't try and um you know spend big or attract big names they just attract players that they know they'll be able to get value out of um so i'm excited to see how they go this season i think that they've just signed i think it was angus mcdonald from from hull so they added a little bit more um championship mm. experience to their squad um yeah, I think they should be all right. They've got experience at this level. Um, and we, I think they know they're not going to be competing at the very top of the, the division, but I think they they know which games they have to win and they sort of were did a very good job of that last time, albeit a little bit unlucky. So I think they should be okay. Uh, it, the, the jump now to from League One to the Championship is big. We know that. It's going to get bigger with the, the wage caps that are coming in below the Championship it's only going to get bigger but I think these these three teams have all got a, a job on their hands to stay up we know that but I think with Rotherham they've got that experience yeah. so I think that 
especially with Wednesday getting a points deduction, other clubs maybe following. You know, they, yeah. all three of these clubs have got a, a massive boost before a ball's even been kicked. So, you know, um, with Wickham, quite an extraordinary story coming up from League Two under Gareth Ainsworth. Um, they had a couple of seasons in League One, maybe three, but they, they managed to go up and they were good value uh, in the playoffs, even if they were somewhat fortunate to get through on points per game um, into the playoffs. Um, got some good players in that team. I think Jacobson is, is a good player. Um, I think they've just signed um, Piazzu from, from Hart, so that adds another phys- physical striker. So I think we, get, we know how they're going to play this season. It's going to be quite physical. Uh, I think Akin Fenwa still at the club, if I'm not wrong. Him and Ikpiatsu up front, it's quite a physical front too if they do go mm. with that. So I think it's going to be quite, they're not going to be pretty to watch, but they, they are effective on the Gareth Ainsworth. And I think that I still expect them, I, I'm not going to tip them to stay up at this point, but I think they'll cause a few surprises and I don't think they're going to, you know, finish on 20, 30 points, anything like that. But they'll they'll be down there. But the, the, I think the spirit in, in Ainsworth as a manager might add a little bit of value um, to them. Coventry, I think Coventry are the ones that I think are best set up as a club to stabilise at this level. I'm really impressed with the job Mark Robbins has done. They've got yeah. a lot of good young players, good youth academy, uh, still got issues with their ground, um, which isn't ideal. But if we start the season behind closed doors, it doesn't really matter where they're playing. <laughs> So, you know, true. <laughs> I don't know as much about these three teams as I do the Premier League teams that, that come into the division, but I think from, from what I, the, the little bits I do know, I, I think they'll all offer something a little bit different. Rotherham, they'll offer what we've seen before. Wickham will offer a quite a good story, similar to Burton that we saw a few seasons ago, and they've got a good young manager in Ainsworth and, and Coventry. Quite a big club coming back to. The, the level that perhaps they should be playing at at the minimum. So it'd be good to see them. Um, be tough for all of them to stay up. But um, I think that, you know, especially with what's going on at Wednesday, which we'll come on to later, mm. one or two of these have a good chance of staying up, especially if other clubs in this division continue to regress um, as they have been in, in recent seasons too. So a lot to be excited about with the promoted clubs and I'm excited to learn more about them at the season start. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I think you summed it up right there when you said each club's got something different to offer. I think, you know, Rotherham, Paul Warren, he's, he's been there a few years now. We were impressed with him last time in this division. They just fell short. I've always said that, you know, if they did come back and, you know, I, I think Rotherham can hold their head up high and, and you know, we're sticking for Paul Warren. He, he is a good manager. Uh, whether he's going to have enough again next season, I'm not sure, but I'm sh- at the same time, I know we'll have learnt from his mistakes. Um, so they'll certainly give it a good go. Um, I'd be interested to see what Freddie Ladopo does as well. I know he's a decent striker, managed to get about 14 last season, I believe. Um, Richard Wood's still there, the captain. You know, they, they are capable, particularly at home. Um, and then, like you say, Wickham came you know, came up via via the playoffs. They'll certainly offer something different as well. Gareth Ainsworth, a manager that is proving himself in the lower division. This is also an opportunity for him to, you know, I'm not saying Wickham's a stepping stone for him, but if he, you know, avoids relegation or catches a few people's eyes next season, he could become a really good manager and, yeah, in, in the championship for a long time to come. Um, in fact, all these managers, Mark Robbins, Paul Warren, Gareth Ainsworth, it's 
they're all decent names that I've all got, you know, scope to be really good managers. They're all relatively young. Uh, like you said, it's good to see Coventry back in the championship. I still consider them, you know, when I were a kid playing in the Premier League, all the players that they had and it brings back memories. But Coventry should be it a championship club at least, yeah. So it's it's good to see them back. Uh, they've got some good players as well in Matt Godden and Jody De- Jody Jones and Jordan Shipley. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just intrigued. I mean, at, at the moment, like you say, all these teams, I, I know are going to struggle. I mean, I, I think back to last season and, and how Charlton started the league and they were about fourth or fifth for a good month or two and, and they still got relegated in the end, didn't they? And I know it was a strange season with the pandemic, etc. but this, they still fell short and, you know, and, and that's how ruthless the championship is. So yes, all these teams I expect to struggle, but their aim is going to just be finish out of that bottom three. So that will actually take us nicely into the Sheffield Wednesday points deduction, Jake, which you've kind of touched on. So, as we know, a couple of weeks ago now, they were handed a 12-point penalty. This was down to um, not actual the sale of the stadium, which was approved and it was sold for 60 million. It turns out the problem was with the um, financial sheets, and and when they, you know, were put into the period ending in in July 2018 and, and shouldn't have done. Um, so they suffered, like say, a 12-point deduction in for next season, um, handed to them by the Independent Disciplinary Commission. Um, but the, the latest news is that Sheffield Wednesday are going to appeal that decision also. So what's your thoughts on them, you know, starting next season on 12 points? And do you think they have, you know, a, a good case for an appeal? Um, I'm not too sure on the appeal. Uh, I, I think they might get a, might be able to knock a few points off that, but I don't think they're going to get away with with no points deduction. Um, although I don't have the great financial understanding of the case, so I'm not going to pretend otherwise. Uh, I just think that the EFL need to start making some substantial warnings to clubs, and I think that this is a, a good place to start of that. I think it's not going to be the first points deduction we see um, for these. Uh, for, for these sort of charges uh, I think it's slightly different to Wigan but I can understand why Wigan are uh, you know, up in arms about their points deduction uh, and then mm. Sheffield Wednesday getting exactly the same punishment albeit deferred which is what Wigan wanted in the first place so you know, it's a better one for them to swallow um, but yeah it's, it's going to be a tough one for Wednesday I don't think I, I think you'd agree Louis I think since the turn of the year they're probably one of the worst three or four teams in the league yeah, I, yeah. On form, it was just uh, there was only Hull City below them. Yeah, so um, yeah, so terrible. <laughs> I mean, if you, we're going to be using that as an indicator of what we can expect them to start the next season, <laughs> there mm. might be more than twelve points from safety very quickly. So, um, not ideal for them. Um, it's going to be difficult to try and get players in as well. I know that, like, you know, I think a few things are, are rumored, but. It's going to be difficult to convince players to come in. I think Stephen Fletcher's left, hasn't he? So, yeah, a lot of big names have left. So Fletcher, Fox, uh, Forestieri, Hutchinson, the, the list was almost endless. So there's there's not many players on the books as such now. In fact, this is probably one of the biggest summer summers in, in Sheffield Wednesday's recent history in terms of uh, who they recruit. Um, I know that they've, they've brought in some backroom staff. Uh, James B is now the assistant manager. So, you know, I'm sure that they are trying the best. Um, in terms of the appeal, 
Um, I've took chunks from the appeal and, and what I've read is that, yes, you know, both both sides are probably to blame to some extent, both Sheffield Wednesday and the EFL. Neither side comes out of it in, in shining light. But um, but when you do look at why Wednesday have appealed, it is a case of the EFL supposedly should have handed this points deduction to them you know, 14 months ago, but they didn't because Sheffield Wednesday wouldn't have been relegated. And if it hadn't have been for the Independent Disciplinary Commission who stated that it would have to go into next season because this season's been strange with the pandemic and because players were lost at the end of June who were out of contract, then it wouldn't have been fair. So it, it has been farcical. Um, and I understand that, you know, the EFL have blamed Chan Series. They, they said that it, they thought he was exaggerating the fact that he couldn't speak fantastic English. So, you know, a lot of things are up in arms about that as well. So I think that they have got a relatively decent case for an appeal. There's there's no reason not to. But at the same time, Jake, I think if, if anything, I'm with you that if they do win an appeal to an extent, I don't know whether it will be the full 12 points that they, you know, re- reverse that and, and they start on zero next season. Um, but, at the same time, there needs to be more rules put in place now. It's got ridiculous that, you know, this has just gone on for so long and, and we, we've not even touched touched on Derby yet because there's possible sanctions for Derby ahead of next season as well. And God knows when that will also be finalised. So it is, this last 18 months has real really been strange with obviously what happened at Wigan as well and the administration. And and I think it's got to a point where there needs to be rules in place. Let's take, for example, if you do go into administration, then yes, I understand why 12 points are deducted straight away. But in terms of FFP deductions, you know, like Sheffield Wednesday, I think it's a case of if you've played your, uh, or if you haven't played 23 games in a season, then maybe the 12 points should be deducted that season. If you're over the 23, the halfway stage, then maybe they go into next season. So I think there needs to be a rule and the, the EFL need more clarity on on what they are doing because it's, uh, it is getting a bit ridiculous that I'm not going to say one rule applies to another, but for one and, and, and different for another, but it's, um, it's getting to a point where it feels like not many people know what they're doing themselves. So um, we'll certainly see what happens with that. Um, and the appeal is in motion and hopefully we'll find out in the next two weeks. Um, but going back a few weeks also, Jake, uh, final topic. Uh, Karanka was appointed the Birmingham manager. Um, we all know that he's a decent manager in this, divi- in this division, uh, very established, hasn't managed uh, since his Nottingham Forest days. And he managed to get uh, Middlesbrough promoted back in the day, which seems a long time ago now. But uh, how do you feel about that appointment, Jake? I'm sure you... We're quite surprised that they managed to get a manager of their, you know, with his capabilities. Yeah, um, definitely. I think they've definitely upgrade on, on Pep Crockett, although he, he did better than we thought he would. I still think it's a bit of an upgrade. Um, I think Rankin mm. did really well at Middlesbrough, um, and especially when they're in the Championship. I think the Premier League was a little bit too far for them, but might have been too far for anybody that was in that job. Um, so, and he's quite a defensively solid manager. Um, I think he did quite well with Forrest as well. Um, he sort of got got sacked when they were just outside the playoffs, wasn't it? It was quite a weird one. They might have even been in the playoffs. It went south very quickly. So it was, um, yeah, yeah. I think he's he's done well at this level, really. Um, not quite up there at the Chris Hewton level of appointment, but it's not far off. I think he's quite he's proven he knows the division well. And he'll get them defensively solid. I think Birmingham have got a, a few good players, although 
Uh, I think there's financial problems still there, um, which is why we saw Jude Bellingham leave very quickly. Be interesting to see how it goes. Um, I, I mm. can't see Birmingham being anything more than a team that finishes lower mid-table, but now anything can happen in this division. And if he can get them solid and with a threat, maybe they can do a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Birmingham are a team that I expect to be close to the bottom of the table than I do the top. But I think it's a good appointment and it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, Karank is very capable in this division. Um, like you, I thought it was an upgrade from Quartet. So um, I'm not going to say Birmingham will be competing next season. I think there's a lot, a lot of work to do there. Um, they need to recruit well. And, it, you know, it might take a, a year or so before Karanka does get things right. Um, but at the same time, it's nice to see him back in this division. And, um, yeah, good luck to Birmingham ahead of next season. Uh, so, unfortunately, Jake, that's this uh, that's that for this episode. So if you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you, now be a good time. Yeah, get me on Twitter, at JakeJackman2ends. Anything I do, I'll post on there. Uh, I write for EPL Index, and I, I'm on the Premier League show. So um, I think there'll be semi-regular things coming out from there, mainly club updates. So keep an eye on that feed as well, which is on the same um, podcast feed. Yeah, thanks for that, Jake. Uh, and I've been your host, at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter. Uh, this moment, I just want to you know, promote the launch of my new book, uh, which I've been writing. It's called uh, Very Wednesday, the Extraordinary and Unprecedented 2019-20 Campaign. It's available on Amazon. So if you just search Very Wednesday on there, or if you do want to check out my Twitter page, it's on my pinned tweet there. It's 8.99 if you are wanting to buy that. Uh, but in terms of the show, please remember to follow us at Championship Pod, where we post each show to our pinned tweet on there also uh, so we want to thank you all for listening and i'm pretty sure we will be recording again in the next few weeks ahead of you know the pre-season and, and when the fixture is released in full uh, so we can do some previews and predictions uh, but yeah thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 